Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the SharePoint Help Desk Podcast. I am your host, Thurman Trotman. Um, and today, I'm talking about how to hire and work with a SharePoint developer. So I'm going to give you three tips that would help you get the best job out of your SharePoint developer. But honestly, this could work for, it doesn't even have to be a SharePoint developer. Uh, it could work with, for any developer that you hire. This is probably the best process, in, in, in my opinion, obviously. Um, and my experience. My opinion comes from my experience. You know what I mean? Doing this 17, I think 18, going on 18 years now. Uh, I'm off. 13, I'm sorry. Um, years of, you know, being a SharePoint developer, supporting companies, supporting individuals, you know, getting them from A to B to see and all that other stuff. So uh, in my experience, here's what I think the best way is to, to go about hiring and working with your developer. So number one, most important, is to know almost exactly what you want. And the reason why I say that is because I'm a big proponent of like, you know, technology doesn't trump people. It's always people over technology. And in order for a developer to come in and support what you're doing, you're, the business is the people. Like you're, the business is ran by people. People make the, the business go around every day, right? And you bringing in the technology is not going to make the business better. What really makes the business better are the people. What you need then is technology to, to support what the people are doing. And that's where I come in. So uh, uh, folks like myself, that's where we come in, right? So if you are doing a thing already and then you need to supplement that with some technology, that's like the ideal situation. If you're not doing that thing already, trying to have the technology come in and support something that doesn't exist just yet is going to be almost impossible uh, or extremely difficult. And let me, let me make an analogy here to make it make more sense. So perfect example is the gym, right? You know somebody that's getting ready to start working out in the gym. And they hit you with, you know, listen, before I start going to the gym, I got to get me some sneakers. You know what I mean? I got to get me some shorts. I got to go hit up uh, uh, Under Armour, make sure I got all the right stuff. Because if I don't have that stuff, then, <laughs> you know what I mean, I ain't going to be able to work out properly. I'm not going to get my good, uh, a good workout. Now, you, you know that's foolishness. That sounds stupid, right? You know what I mean? If this person wants to do the thing, which is, you know, get into the gym, they got the sneakers, they got T-shirts, they got shorts, sweats, whatever they want to do, they can make it to the gym. So this person that wants to do a thing, which is go work out, they can make it happen. Now, after they get there, right, let's say they're working out and they're in their regular clothing. They didn't go buy all that foolishness. Not yet, anyway. They get to the gym and they realize... Um, when they're running on a treadmill, that it kind of hurts. They do some, you know, talking with their trainer, if they have a trainer, do some research, whatever, and they find out it's because they're using these sneakers with these jacked up soles and it's causing some back pain. Now, in this scenario, the technology is the sneaker. So this person is already doing a thing. They're working out, they're enjoying themselves, they're, they're making some progress, but now they need to level up. So they go and find out, this is the type of sneaker that I need. I know exactly what I need. I need a sneaker with this thick of a sole, and 
I'm flat-footed, so I got to do this, I got to do that. Here's the type of sneaker that I find. They go and buy that sneaker, and then they get back to doing what they're doing, and they've just leveled up what they've been doing because they went into the store, and this is why I said almost exact, no, almost exactly what you need because, you know, you got to talk to an expert. They went into the store, maybe a sneaker store or whatever, um, or a running store or whatever, and they spoke to a, a, a person, and they said, listen, I've been working out. I've been getting lower back pain. Uh, I did some research and found out that this is the problem. Do you have sneakers that work like this? The person could say, hey, yeah, of course we do, but uh, let me take an assessment real quick. Let me put on some sneakers. Uh, let me see you walk. Let me see you run. Maybe I'll be able to help you out, whatever, whatever, because that person's an expert. They know what they're talking about. So you didn't come in knowing exactly what you needed. I need this brand. I need this, uh, uh, this color, whatever. I don't know. It supports this, supports that. You knew almost exactly what you needed. And then, you know, the expert brung you home. And now you're leaving with a nice pair of sneakers. Get back in the gym tomorrow. You're going, you're taking yourself to the next level. That is the ideal situation, you know what I mean, for an organization in that analogy, where you're already doing the thing. The, the, the dedication is there. You want to, you know, level up the, the next project that y'all are working on. And after getting into the groove, you figured out, oh, we need to fix this and fix this. We need this kind of technology. Then you go and get this technology and you supplement what you're already doing. You support what you're doing. Not the other way around. <clears throat> so that's why I say know exactly what you want. That's the first tip. So um, the second tip kind of is along the, the same lines. You have to have the mentality and understand that the tool itself will not fix your issues. You need process. Super important. The process comes from you already doing the thing. So again, if we, if we go to this gym example, right, where this person was running on a treadmill, they're doing whatever. Let's say every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they hit the weights, but every Tuesday, Thursday, and um, Saturday, they do cardio, right? Um, so they have a process down. These three days, they do weights. These three days, they do cardio. And maybe they want to start tracking what they're doing. If you know you have a process already, and, you know, it's, it's a loose, well, not even say loose. In this case, it's a pretty tight process. You know exactly what you're doing each day. But it doesn't have to be like an airtight process because some processes, you know, they're, they're they're pretty good. It's rare you're find rare that you'll find like a perfect process. But let's just say in this case, you know, we we are working with a pretty solid process. When you start to track, you the information that you want to track for your workouts, you can start to identify what you need to track. So you say, um, on these days I need to track my food. On these days I need to track how far I ran. On these days I need to track you know the route that I used. All that type of stuff. That stuff is easier to build an application around because you already have like a process that works uh, for the most part. It's a pretty solid process. It already works. Now the technology comes in to support that process, especially if there's multiple people involved. Let's say at an organization, the process involves um, one department finishing a thing and then it moves to the next department. Let's say HR. HR has to do an initial intake. After they're done with that initial intake, maybe this new employee needs a uh, computer. Now, under normal circumstances, 
HR person calls up the IT people and say, hey, listen, I got a new person. Uh, they need a new computer. You know, uh, can you get them hooked up? IT person says, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Send them my way. They come over. They, they come pick up the computer. The IT person types some stuff into a spreadsheet. Highly likely, they walk away. When you do an assessment of that process, it works because you get the person in their computer, but you know that it could work faster and more efficiently because you could automate some of this stuff. That's where when you know you're building this application or you're bringing the technology, you're going to smooth this process out because you're going to automate it. So instead of having the HR person pick up and call a phone to, to over to the IT department and then the IT person has to be there, pick up the phone, then they got to you know, fill out the spreadsheet, talk to this person, do a whole thing. Instead of doing that, you could have the IT person in this new uh, application get an automatic notification from HR that tells them exactly what they need to do, where this person is going to be sitting, uh, what type of computer they need to get authorized, and you're going to check the inventory automatically. It's a whole thing. This is, again, why you need process. If your process is already pretty solid and working, then it's going to be easier to bring in this technology, like SharePoint, to help you automate that stuff. Very, very important. <clears throat> so again, to recap real quick, the, the first two bullets. You don't need to know exactly what you need, but knowing almost exactly what you need is perfect. Second is understanding that your, the, app, the application is not going to fix your issues. It's really your process that you need to fix if something's wrong, and then the technology will just support that. So in that case, um, if you have a problem with, <laughs> let's say in that case right there, you have a problem with HR reaching out to the IT person because HR likes to you know, take too long to reach out, or they don't like using a phone or something. Technology is not going to fix that because if they don't like calling on the phone, they're not going to like, you know, using a new application. That's a people thing. That's a per, that's a that's a that's not technology. Technology doesn't fix, you know, bad behavior uh, or sla people slacking. It doesn't fix that. You still need people to be involved somehow, some way. So don't think that your technology, because it looks cool and because it's easy to use and because so many other organizations use it and they succeed, that when you bring it to your organization, you're going to get the same results. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's your people using the technology. So you got to remember that. All right. Now, the third thing is another one that I find very important. That's obviously why I made the top three. So depending on the project, that the SharePoint project you're trying to implement, you have to have some type of power or some type of pull within the organization. And what I mean by that is if you're the type of person who in the organization, again, I talk about this a lot, you're not liked, you know what I'm saying? You know that you don't have a lot of uh, good relationships throughout the organization. Maybe you're like a really good worker, but you know, you know, not too many people interact with you and mingle with you. You know, you know people don't want to hold long conversations with you. You know, people don't show up to meetings that you try to, you know, hold. <laughs> it's a whole thing, you know what I mean? If... And if you don't have the ability to get things, you know, implemented because you're in a position of power or you don't have the ability to reach up and get support from those in power, your project is going to go pretty much nowhere. Because when, you, when you're working inside of an organization, you're working with other folks. And SharePoint, one of the main things about SharePoint is, again, sharing. You're going to be using a tool that other people within the organization are going to be using. So... It doesn't matter if you sit there and you work with the developer and you get the best tool going and then you 
try to rally people up to use your, your new tool, they're not going to do it because you don't have the right power to get them to do it. And when I say power, I don't mean like, you know, you're going strong on somebody. I'm talking about like, if you have the ability to just say, hey, listen, if you got a good relationship with a lot of people, especially those higher up, and you could go to them and say, hey, listen, I'm working on this project. Um, what do you think? Give me some insight. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. Or do you think the, the boss is going to sign off on this? And they say something like, well, who knows? Let's go ask. Let's, let's set up a meeting and see if he'll, he'll be okay with that. Would, would you okay, uh, be okay with you working on that? And then you find out you have the endorsement. You, you need that endorsement in order for your project to go somewhere because if you don't, you're going to be creating this thing, good or bad, that nobody's going to use. You waste the developer's time, you waste your time, and if you're paying, you waste your money. And then you, you know, add stress to your life because you're like, oh, my God, like why no one wants to use my tool? You know what I'm saying? And the, the fact of the matter is you didn't even get it sanctioned before uh, uh, going out there and trying to get it done. That's actually something that I talk about in my course, um, SharePoint 101, which you can find on the website, the sphelpdesk.com. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, so those are, the, those are the three tips, my recommendations for how to get the most out of your SharePoint developer. You have to know ex almost exactly what you want. That's one. Two, you have to really understand that whatever you build is not going to fix your process. It's only going to support your process. And if you want to fix your process, you got to deal with the folks who are involved with the process. And three, you need power. You need some type of pull. You need support from, from the higher-ups, from your, from your colleagues, or else you could build the greatest thing ever. That would definitely push the organization forward and help you all out. But if nobody's using it, it's not going to do that. And then you waste time, like I said, and money, and you gain some headache. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, I hope that made sense. You know what I mean? If you want to know some more tips, because these are just the top three, if you want to know some more, then uh, let me know. You know what I mean? There's the, this, the hub for any and everything is the sphelpdesk.com. You can find the course there that I created, and more courses coming too. Um, you can find uh, the email list there. You can find my uh, social media there. Especially if you want to reach out, hit me on uh, LinkedIn, Thurman Trotman, T-H-E-R-M-A-N. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Hopefully that was helpful. And I will see you in the next episode. Appreciate it.